When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Finding high-quality mental health care can be daunting and exhausting. That's why Cerebral offers convenient access to online mental health services, including therapy and medication management. Cerebral's diverse clinician team can help with anxiety, depression, insomnia, stress, grief, big life changes, and more. You can schedule and communicate with your care team through Cerebral's mobile app and attend your sessions from the comfort of your own home. Get started with or without insurance. Plus, you can now use FSA or HSA. Start your first month for 50% off at Cerebral.com slash ACAST. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. What do you do when no one else is watching? What do you do that makes you happy for no reason at all? What are you obsessed with? I'm Leslie Arfin, and I'm a writer, but I'm also a dancer, a painter, a vapor, a dollhouse enthusiast, and basically just an overall hobbyist. My podcast, Filling the Void, is all about what other people are fanatically into. We talk about hobbies, even if you don't have one. Listen to Filling the Void on Tuesdays on the Erios Network and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Hi, everyone. Before we get to this episode of The Cinemile, I wanted to take a minute to give a huge thank you to all of our new patrons over at patreon.com forward slash the Cinemile. So we have a whole Patreon thing going up called the Cinemile High Club, which is a bonus podcast feed where we review retro movies and TV shows. So there's got nearly 40 episodes there for you to listen to, to unlock uh, for the price of two or three dollars uh, a month. And it uh, helps get the show made and helps cover all our expenses. And we love doing it. So uh, and we're going to be watching Looper next. Uh, if you want to hear us talk about Looper. Um so I would like to extend a massive thank you on behalf of me and Kathy for all our new members, including Daniel Shinnick, Sven Vanderven, hey Sven, uh, Felicity, Ian, Neil West, Paula Bolton, Anna Wilczek, Wilczek, sorry Anna, I'm butchering it probably, Jem, uh, um, and Mary, who I believe is uh, Kathy's sister's Elizabeth's friend. So hi, Mary. And hello to all of you. And a big thank you again. We really appreciate it. If you'd like to join these esteemed people in the fun community and chat we have over there and, and get all those podcast episodes, head over to patreon.com forward slash the cinemile. Hi, it's Dave here. And this is my wife, Kathy. Hello. And this is the cinemile, the podcast where we used to walk home from the movies. It's such a good tagline. <laughs> what a great premise for a podcast. <laughs> we watch a movie and talk about it on the, on the couch. Oh, you know, no one's no done No one this. would ever have thought of that. Um, yeah. Right, so it's uh, week uh, 763 in lockdown and we've decided to 
watch Le Mans 66 because so many people so have, many have told of you us to. have recommended it so we put a shout out on our social media like on Instagram Facebook and Twitter to people like to recommend us new-ish movies because there's not much going on in the cinema right now um, and so many of you said Le Mans 66 and thank you and that is literally the only reason we're watching this because we I have no listeners. interest in seeing this but then um realize it's James Mangold which we hadn't known who directed Logan which is a movie we loved and Walk the Line which is a movie also, yeah, I didn't love Walk the Line I didn't love no um, but I don't tend to like biopics that much so that's why um, you know that's kind of what this is well no this seems to be from the synopsis car designer Carol Shelby and driver Ken Miles set out to do the impossible build a car that can beat Ferrari that's not a biopic that's a moment in time that's been put into film yeah um, and we have recorded two episodes of the cinema in Le Mans for any keen listeners who remember so my sister used to live there so we recorded an episode where we went to see Mamma Mia 2 and we recorded an episode Predator. where we went to Predator because it was remastered. Re- remastered Predator in 4K um, it was brilliant so the cinema has got a history with Le Mans I believe it was called something else in the cinema though yeah no it, no 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 it was called something else in different regions right here it's called Le Mans 66 uh, I believe in America it's called Ford versus Ferrari right probably okay. and let's look into this while we're Googling <laughs> later uh, and come back with an answer but my guesstimation would be that a Ford is a name that would ring true I mean, in America. Ford versus Ferrari is very recognisable. Le Mans, if my sister hadn't lived there, I would not know what had 24-hour racing. Yeah, it probably doesn't have as much of a, of a, 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 ring, a ring to it. Ford but, versus Ferrari is probably the better title, the better title. if I'm honest. But Le Mans makes me more interested. Um, and I have to say, like, one of the reasons I didn't want to watch it initially is because I'm not a huge fan of... What's his Christian name? Christian Bale. Christian Bale. But I really like Matt Damon. So we'll see. Um, so I'm actually really excited to watch this because we know nothing about 24-hour racing. All I know about Le Mans 24-hour racing is that Patrick Dempsey, a.k.a. Mac Dreamy from Grey's Anatomy, goes to Le Mans and like has a key to the city and is like part of the racing, because my sister told me. Yeah, he does it every year. Yeah, yeah, so that's pretty exciting. All I know about it is that it takes 24 hours. <laughs> and we don't know Do anything about racing. they race racing. for 24 hours? I have no idea. Or does it, like, the whole race is a whole thing that goes on for 24 hours? It's, it's like the long race. walk, that book. If you stop driving, you actually get shot. <laughs> uh, but the... Um, we loved Senna the documentary about Formula 1 not knowing anything about Formula 1 we love sports movies so I actually think this is looking really promising and frankly we're effing desperate for a movie at this point a new <laughs> yeah, movie but, but the, what's putting me off on this is it's two and a half hours long well that's where we better get going alright okay we've um, just about enough time to watch this before a baby wakes up that needs ooh, feeding it says it, it contains strong language mature themes and flashing images ooh fascinating it's three of my favourite things uh, really excited to watch Live On 66 so what would we write in the episode description? Would we write Le Mans 66 slash Ford versus Ferrari? Well, there's no point in having this conversation because to the listeners, it will have already been <laughs> I'm answered. just thinking out loud. So what? <laughs> <laughs> Let's put up a poll. What should we call this episode? That's how desperate we are for things no. to talk about. <laughs> it's the most <laughs> no. boring poll in the world. Are. Right, okay. See you in one hour and 52 minutes. Okay, bye. bye. It's 152 minutes. Oh. Oh, honey. <laughs> Learn how to count minutes. <laughs> I wish. You got 40 minutes on top. Yeah. No.
Whatever it is, Shell, no. Trust me. You're going to build a car to beat Ferrari with a Ford. Correct. And how long did you tell them that you needed? Two, three hundred years? Ninety days. <laughs> This isn't the first time Ford Motors has gone to war. We know how to do more than push paper. Go ahead, Carol. Go to war. Thank you, sir. Do you think you can beat Ferrari? We're lighter, we're faster. That don't work, we're nastier. Hi everyone, time has passed Not just the time for the movie But the time of an evening and a night Because <laughs> it's now the next day And we're out for our walk Daily day exercise Day sanctioned, pushing a baby around um, So we watched we watched that movie We watched it last night Ford uh, versus Le Mans uh, Ford 66. versus Le Mans um, And firstly I have to say As long as it was uh, It didn't drag that's a plus for me. Um, I feel but it also wasn't a drag race. No, that's true. And it was an interesting one. I certainly really enjoyed elements of it. And actually, for the first time in ages, I felt like like we were at the cinema watching a movie, like watching a new big budget movie, because we've been watching a couple of things that have gone like straight to DVD or Netflix um, or straight to VOD uh, on demand. So it, it was good to watch it like a cinematic movie we hadn't seen. It's a good, it's a good looking movie. It's a good looking movie. Um, it ain't no Logan, so I think... That was better. It's kind of got a hard. Com- it's a hard comparison, comparison really. Same director, um, and it's an interesting movie because I feel like having seen it now, and we're not spoiling yet either the movie or real life because we didn't know what happened, so it was all new to us. I after the movie finished, I felt very much like the whole first hour and a half of the movie had been directly aimed at people who knew how it was going to end. So I felt like. If you didn't know how it was going to go in, there was huge chunks of really boring bits um, designed to ev- evoke certain emotions in you that didn't evoke any emotion in me. So I found those scenes very dull. Um, I've really enjoyed Matt Damon. I know I said at the start that I'm not the biggest Christian Bale fan and I wasn't really a fan of him in this either. I appreciate he was... I know he's a good actor and I appreciate he was probably doing like a brilliant... Uh, I'm, I'm presuming he was doing a brilliant impression of this guy, right? But Ken I, Miles is the it name. It felt of the guy. like a, it just felt like an impression. It did not feel like a real person. I think he was doing it too heavy and too hard, and like he was, he almost was veering on like being like the chimney sweep from Mary Poppins. Like oh, a, with the accent, Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing. It was just so weird. I think it's a real fake. accent. Oh, I think it's a I real know accent. Somebody, I know somebody with that. It's a real accent, but he was putting it on, and like I think he was just—he was just felt like an impression to me. I never felt like he was a real person. I really enjoyed Matt Damon. Um, I enjoyed the stuff in Le Mans. We only saw the city for about thirty seconds. We saw the old town of Le Mans, so we were really excited when we saw that. Um, and yeah, it turns out they do actually race for twenty-four hours, but it's not the same person. So they kind of dip in and out. Um, so yeah, there's bits of it I enjoyed, but overall, I, there was too many bits of it that I found irksome, and they all involved Christian Bale. So I, I, 
I feel bad because I know so many of our listeners recommended this and a few people were really excited for us to watch it and rated it as one of the best movies of last year. But we did enjoy and the watch though. So thank you for I recommending did, it. I did, we did it. In, it's an enjoyable watch. But for me, I, did, I didn't really gel with this movie. I don't think it's great. I think it's like But fine. it's great if you, if you know but, the story, I think. But yeah, potentially. Yeah. Uh, so if you're really connected to this story or this kind of racing and you know the backstory and uh, you know there's big characters in the automobile industry and it, uh, so if you're into all that that they're present you know Henry Ford II and Enzo Ferrari uh, Carol Shelby who Matt Damon's character is a very uh, apparently a very famous person who I've never heard of <laughs> um, so yeah maybe if you go into it with that context it's very enjoyable for me as an outsider I wasn't brought into this world enough I wasn't invested in any of the characters enough uh, emotionally or just interestingly I was actually bored for a lot of this like they felt they spent a lot of the movie on like character stuff when we felt like they should have actually been explaining stuff a bit no, more to us no not we you we, felt I that did. Like you, I kept, felt like, you kept saying that and I said no a movie a sp- good sports movie needs to invest you in the character so that you care about the outcome of it in the end but it also needs to explain properly what's happening with the sport so that you can actually follow yeah, for it me, this, it didn't for me this movie didn't either yeah um, so I, I disagree with you that a movie should spend more time on explaining mechanics than character no no it I said this movie both. was doing too much character oh, not fair, enough okay, mechanics right. but I, I, I think that's what's missing for me I didn't really enjoy Christian Bale's performance either and I didn't like the. I just didn't like him in this movie, and I, do, I, I didn't like the, his performance of Ken Miles. I found him to grating. be a, a grating, irritating character, um, arrogant. But I think the movie wants you to um, admire the arrogance. Do you know, as it is this little man against the big system, like the the. The, the enemy, the antagonist in this movie are the people that he and Matt Damon are working for. It's Ford. It, it's, the, um, it's the commercial um, entity. It's the, ca- it's the giant um, business. The marketing department. It's, a, it's the marketing department are the bad guys. And so it's, it's, this movie's kind of the, pitched um, as sort of... It's not Ford versus Ferrari. It's, it's, it's individual creative expression versus corporate interests and that's kind of the theme of this movie and that's kind of fine but let's talk about the spoiler street at the end because I think the screenplay mishandles uh, towards the end what they're actually trying to say and for me it doesn't end up saying anything but but also it's like it's like you're not actually the little people if you're talking about it's like the early 60s and Ford are paying you $200 a day that's so much money to work for them then don't be so effing rude about it like if they're your employers and you're working for them fine if you don't want to don't do it but why the, are you being why are you like raging like raging against movie, that machine when the you're movie a part would have, of it yeah it, it is it's rage <laughs> against the machine it just doesn't make any because, sense but, but that's why the, the, because the individual is right and we as the audience know that they're right that Ken Miles is the best damn racer to be in that seat and Matt Damon's fighting tooth and nail for it to happen that's we're supposed to be with them on that journey and the bad guys are the guys in the suits saying he's not the right look he's not a, a Ford but racer really rude, but like, like I just didn't I just <laughs> thought he was a dick I thought Christian Bale's character was just an asshole and I, and I didn't 
like him. I didn't like spending time with him. I didn't find him. I think I was supposed to find him charismatic. But and it's because of how inspiring. Christian Bale played him. Like it was like it was like in like the way I would describe Christian Bale in this movie is like an old lady doing a Dick Van Dyke impression, <laughs> doing the chimney sweep in Mary Poppins. Like. Yeah. like I was like, when did Christian Bale turn into an old woman? So, because so that, it's bizarre what he looks like in this movie. For, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the for me that's. I, just, I couldn't connect with the movie like and everything else all it has all the pieces there like it's a good looking movie it's uh, a very like uh, I, I would say kind of it looked lovely it looked lovely it's got all the elements of a good sports movie like all of it to the point of actually uh, it's got it contains I think every single sports movie cliche there is maybe even every movie cliche there is you know you've got the nervous uh, wife listening on the radio you've got the uh the guy, the, the the racer, showing up to the stadium the night before and one wandering around the empty stadium just like Rocky did. Uh, you've got um, you've got him nervously listening to the to the race of somebody else like the night before. You've got it even contains like a, a scene where uh, Henry Ford gets the outcome of the race over the phone of a race over the phone, and uh, he goes and he describes Matt <laughs> talking about Matt Damon's character. He says. That son of a bitch. <laughs> every and, and every scene, it, we just kept going. My God! Oh my God! That son yeah, of a bitch. Yeah, but you know what? I he found was right. Really interesting because we both loved Senna, but Senna was a documentary. And when um, when we spoke to the director of Senna, Asafkapedia, on our live show last year about Senna, he said that like the reason he wanted Senna to be a documentary, and he said he's a huge fan of sports movies, is because if it's just a, a, a fictionalised driving movie it's just a zoom in on someone's face pretending to drive and that's actually exactly how I felt <laughs> yeah. watching this like when you're watching Rocky because you use that example like they're actually boxing like I know it's pretty fake but but they're physically doing it you're just watching Christian Bale in a simulation like like that's yes. fundamentally boring and any scene with him driving and I hate that they did this I hate when characters talk out loud to themselves it was just Christian Bale being like cop lie me mate that was a something or other and he started like talking about cricket and like and just he's doing got, awful and I know he's actually English the like, words corp me are actually said in this movie <laughs> Cathy is not exaggerating if I didn't know that Christian Bale was English I'd have been like that American put on the worst English accent I've ever heard <laughs> yeah um, so I was like, stop talking to yourself. Stop showing me Christian Bale pretending to drive. Stop showing me Christian Bale and his wife snogging. Oh, um, uh, there's a scene. Uh, this isn't really a spoiler. It's right at the beginning. There's one of these. It's again one of these cliches where you're introduced to um, Christian Bale and his wife through a scene in which she walks into the shop and pretends to be a stranger <laughs> and being like, "Hey, uh, you're such a bad car salesman. You didn't know this and X, Y, Z." And he's a, and he's a, he puts on the show as well. And we're supposed to be, "Oh, who are these and we're couple just like, with that's his electric wife. six sexual chemistry?" And yeah, that's his wife. Great. And but then, we do need to talk about what we like. I'm liked. so glad I married you. I'm like, oh, I we can't. We do need to I talk about like what this. we liked because we actually both really liked all the stuff when they were like pitching the idea to Ford. Like, there's like a sales pitch where the marketing guy is like, Ford is boring. Nobody cares about yeah. Ford. And he said, he said like really interesting, like especially because it was VED uh, played, here played yesterday. Wonderfully by uh, John Bernthal uh, doing his best Don Draper impression. Yeah, and I really enjoyed all that stuff. And, and he was showing pictures of VE Day, and he's like, "What's the first thing all the soldiers did when they came back from World War II?" And he's like, "They had sex." And he shows like the famous picture of someone kissing in Times Square. And then he's like, that was 17 years ago. For the first time um, in history, we've now got a load and loads of 17-year-olds who have come into age 
uh, with loads of money and they want to buy cars and he's like and they want to buy Ferraris because Ferraris are sexy and yeah. nobody cares about Ford so we loved all that stuff I loved and watching it, all the machinations putting the team, the team comes together they like spill the Ford car and we were laughing because we were like Ford is like the underdog in the story yet Ford is like a billion dollar company <laughs> yeah but they, but they, they do feel like the underdog yeah. and I think the movie does a good uh, it, it, it does well to position them as the underdog yeah because that's not an easy thing to do yeah. um, but I enjoyed I, Henry Ford Jr. as well but there are a lot of enjoyable cliches in this movie and when I said well, I wasn't giving out about cliches earlier I think I a good cliches. sports movie needs to contain a lot of cliches yeah. but they don't they don't they only work if you're actually emotionally invested in the outcome and you like the characters yeah. and I didn't so that and, that and partly that's not necessarily the, the screenplay's fault or the movie's fault that might just be what I brought to it but the, the actual cliches are when they work are fun like the uh, I forget the actor's name but the guy who's playing the the antagonist Josh Lucas he's Josh brilliant. Lucas yeah he's wonderful yeah. as this smarmy suit who's basically butting heads with Matt Damon at every point and you just and and when the way Matt Damon handles him often is really entertaining it's, Matt Damon is so enjoyable Matt I Damon's love great Matt Damon this, yeah. he didn't get enough screen time he really didn't like, he's I very want, I wanted to watch more of him he's charming and enigmatic and I enjoyed him and I liked him and I felt like he was but he was an easier character to get behind yeah. because he was trying to keep everybody happy and have the best outcome whereas I felt like let's talk in Spoiler Street about sort of Ken Miles' ultimate journey as a character and what he learns because I don't think it worked but again I think it's a shame because contrived. Ken Miles is obviously a real person and I, I feel like the elements and the rebellious elements of his personality if written right and played right could have made us really root for him but it just wasn't done well like it was just him walking into situations and being horrible to people and like but in, in all those and instances and maybe that's what he was like but I don't know the real man and I felt like it's a bit of a disservice to portray somebody like well, that well let's give an example this is, these aren't big spoilers but I'll give you an example of a scene which you're describing so he brings so uh, Christian Bale as Ken Miles brings his um Son to a, uh, a for an unveiling of the new Ford, uh, whatever uh, big Ford car. It's a custom, custom car, and he instantly, without knowing who this man is, he and our antagonist Josh Lucas, the sleazy, smarmy VP of communications or whatever he is, um, <laughs> meet over. He comes out and says, uh, "Is that your son? He's touching my car." And then Christian Bale sort of schools him on everything that's wrong with that car. Yeah, I don't think it's a great car, actually, because you're missing XYZ transmission, and I'd cut the brakes out and blah, blah, blah. And your car's a piece of shit. And, and it's like, don't shit. let your kid like, into, a, like, into a demonstration of a new model in this huge, like, big day. Don't let your kid just go in and maul the car. Like, that's actually not appropriate behaviour. But it's that, it's... Well, no, it's not. And, and, and it's look, just your man's like, right to say, look, do you mind not letting your kid paw my car, please? Exactly. I was like, I'm on the side of the smarmy <laughs> dude. And this is supposed to be, this is one of those cliche scenes which are often so enjoyable. It's wish fulfillment. When yeah. it's the, it's the, um, it's the person, it's the person uh, in, in the high school toilet talking about you while you're behind the closed door and then you get to march out and correct them. You know, it's that thing. Yeah. It's the thing of like but proving thing someone is- wrong or, or someone's talking about you in a foreign language and you drop a retort you in go, that language. Reckon it's Dutch. <laughs> yeah, so no, but you know why it didn't work? It's like he's the expert and had, he just schooled him. But why it didn't work is because they had never met before and therefore he wasn't an antagonist to him at that point. Yeah, he's so just, he was just being swinging rude. his dick around yeah, and so being, just being, rude. being rude. Whereas if like multiple times already that guy had been awful to Christian Bale, 
we probably would have been rooting for him. But again, I actually think your kid shouldn't be allowed to pull a really expensive car at a big unveiling day. So get your kid off the car. Yeah, that kid, have though, some decorum, he man. was a great actor, the guy the who played Christian Bale's son. was wonderful. Yeah, we loved him. Um, so so don't, don't have his name to hand, but a shout out, shout out to that kid. Wonderful actor. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, wouldn't be surprised if like 20 years from now, he's a household name and we watch this. 20 years look, from now? He's probably got a household name now. We probably whatever, just don't yeah, know yeah. him. He's um, probably in like a Disney show or something. It's probably Timothy Chalamet. He seems to be in everything. I think he can play any age. <laughs> um, so I feel like I'm, I'm being a bit hard on this movie, but uh, it's a lot of it is just a personal connection to to it it didn't it didn't work for me it didn't gel but it's actually a totally like fi- I, I, I don't think anything went wrong with the making of this no. I just think it was missing some core script elements I think Christian Bale's performance didn't work for me and um like Christian Bale like, for me ruined the movie the other things Absolutely I liked were, ruined the movie. I actually thought the racing scenes were uh, really well put together they looked amazing yeah. like there's a lot of amazing uh, like camera work in this it was and quite we didn't thrilling know, like, so first of all we didn't know anything about the race and what was really cool is that at the start it's the start of the 24 hour race they all line up and then they all have to run to their cars yeah it's the like, start of the race it's like the 100 awesome. meter sprint uh, which was fun that So there's was a lo- really cool however I, I think there's a lot, of, meters, there's a lot of interesting stuff in this but I think you said it earlier like the, the film's not very forgiving if you don't know anything about these races or yeah. how they work like and I so, think because it is a big budget Hollywood blockbuster like I think they should have done a little bit more to explain it because it's not a yeah. niche a niche like I didn't know I anything about I often watch sports movies where I don't know anything about the sport but I can totally follow it or like Friday Night Lights the TV show we love like I felt like an expert on American football by the end of that but it's actually so easy to do because all you got to drop in is a character who's an audience surrogate who doesn't yeah. know what the hell's going on and then you have Matt Damon explain it to them in, in very basic terms he did that, though at one point Matt Damon did a really good monologue where he explained Le Mans 24 hour race oh I like that I like that when he's like uh, what what do I need (laughs) what do I need to win this race and he says can't win that race with money and it's just like and then he gives you the whole thing and it's like when you're facing down 7,000 RPM and you're tired and your body's sweating and you don't know blah 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 and it's just like and you're hungry I'm, I was with it I'm but like, at that point though I I'm thought, with that movie at this but stage. see they only let us know at the very end like at that point I kind of thought it was like that book The Long Walk because I thought, oh my god, they have to drive for twenty four hours. This yeah, is but awesome. But, but he's getting out in the middle of it and having a nap yeah, and having a cup of tea and right phoning his wife. Right at the end of the movie, Christian Bale's like swapping out with people <laughs> yeah. who were driving, and we we're like, oh sorry, we thought this was a twenty four hour endurance. Like, That's not an this endurance. This is bullshit. <laughs> what I wanted was Christian Bale falling asleep at the wheel or something, <laughs> or like drinking coffee. Um, the, the, the movie does also, and to its credit. Um, it really hammers home the danger that they're facing uh, and anytime there was a crash I was audibly going ah yeah. like I was it, uh, it was scary yeah. so I, I was the crashes quite were really thrilled well at the um, the sort of peril of it felt very real yeah. so I think like James Mangold is a great director and, yeah. I thought, and there was one I think my favourite sort of t- little touch that he did was that um, well let's talk to it in Spoiler Street actually yeah, well we got to spoilers, go spoilers now okay now for real would you recommend it then I, I actually really recommend it because I, albeit I had issues with it, I, do you know what? I just frankly really enjoyed watching like, like a big budget movie at home that I haven't seen yet, because most of the ones that are out, we, t- the big ones we've seen already. Um, I so wanted I, to watch Sonic the Hedgehog. And I, yeah, they wanted to watch Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, so I was really glad. I felt like it was really good escapism for the times we're in. And like it at was. the end of the day, and Christian Bale and Matt Damon are like two big movie stars, you know, and like I. 
I enjoyed watching, albeit Christian Bale annoyed me, I enjoyed watching them together and seeing how they acted together. And um, yeah. I certainly always enjoy things based on real life because like, I feel like I learned something. So I really felt like I now have a better understanding of uh, 24 hour racing. I also now know that Daytona is not only for making mat, it's for racing. <laughs> so I've now learned a lot about Daytona this year. For anyone who hasn't seen Cheer, that's like kind of the big end of Cheer is at Daytona on Netflix. Um, so no, I definitely recommend it for sure. And thank you everyone who recommended it to us. And apologies for now absolutely destroying it on Spoiler Street. Yeah, okay. Let's let, Big let, warning, there's real facts here to be learned in Spoiler Street, so turn off if you don't want to know, okay? Yeah. Now we're going to give you five seconds to walk to your phone from wherever you are and stop it. Okay, so now we're full spoilers for uh, Ford versus Ferrari or Le Mans 66 or whatever you want to call it. So will I tell um, you what, what I felt like? Well, no, can I finish? What I, I was just oh, yeah, about go. to talk about the little touch that I really liked was the first time they go to Le Mans and uh, Ken Miles is told by uh, Carol Shelby you're not going and he does that that little moment of uh, yeah, there were a few nice things touches that I think that Christian Bale brought to the character like he doesn't like get angry or anything he just kind of walks walks to the door and then says you know make sure the guys do XYZ but is that Christian Bale bringing it to the character or is that just how it was written and directed well I don't know but I, I, I felt bad for him in that moment I, I felt I, bad I did. and he's like tell them so the gearbox is going to overheat yeah. okay bye yeah. <laughs> and then but what I really liked was the scene after that the way they told the outcome of that first race that was Christian. really good we never saw the yeah. race and I thought there was a lovely touch to stay with Ken Miles and his experience of it th- on the radio while he's working yeah, through, through the night I love that and I really loved it except and, for when the wife came ugh, yeah, she was, their relationship was really annoying but, but there was one particular touch which I loved and, and was like this is actual cinema magic um, right now and it was the only time I felt like that this movie did something particularly interesting or that I hadn't seen before and it's the way that they're in an airplane hangar and there's airplane there's uh, air um, what you call them planes going like driving by with massive lights and it's the way it was lighting all the cars um, against the back wall as the plane moved made it look like the race was happening in shadows on yeah, the wall behind cool. him as the radio was doing it that bit made me think oh this would be lovely in the cinema like yeah, it would have been a good that one felt like the, I got chills at that moment so I so like that was really impressive but what did sorry what did you want to say I just wanted to spoiler? say about like it conf- like we did not know the ending right so the ending being that um, the character Christian Bale's playing is he ultimately well the man he's not a character yeah he's the, he ultimately passes away in a crash like long while after they're testing on, while yeah. they're testing something else very which um, is really sad and really, was really sad well done and his scene. son I don't know if that's true or not but his son in the movie his son is I think present and true. witnesses yeah. it, which is really horrific and I think what was so basically what was um but the, the problem with the movie was obviously that's really sad right and I think that was a really well done scene but we didn't know that ultimately he was going to die and and obviously the movie wanted for when that happened the movie wanted us to really feel for the wife and son right but but by, but what they did for that to happen and it really didn't work for either of us is there were so many scenes with Christian Bale and his son and his wife that were like frankly tediously boring and I get that they were doing it because they wanted us to be like really upset when he died but honestly I'd be upset if anyone in a movie died um, and if I knew they you know of course I'd be upset for their wife and kid 
like I don't need to watch scenes of Christian Bale playing with his son I don't need to watch multiple scenes of Christian Bale and his wife being so tedious together like their scenes were shockingly bad it didn't work it was this like forced um, it was awful forced like lame uh, uh, banter like romantic banter awful. and it just felt like it the felt screenwriters so had written it, it none and of she, it felt organic all like, she was Hello, was just like Mr. someone Miles. who she only ever spoke about him and what he was doing and like and she was so boring and like I'm sure the real woman wasn't like that and I you know I'd personally hate to be reduced to being that on screen like like there's a scene an awful scene a truly awful scene when him and Matt Damon start fighting physically fighting and that's supposed to be played for last and we were like stony silence it might have been better for you in the cinema and then she like pulls up a chair and like starts reading a magazine and it's supposed to be oh, and boys we will like, be boys yeah, we can were, I get you a, well, can I get I'm going to go do the an shopping. ice soda or whatever she says an ice pop um so because they spend so much time with the wife and son and Christian Bale and I kept being like show us more like you're building an awesome car that's about to be the first American car ever to win at Le Mans I mean I guess that was going to happen or they weren't going to make the movie why would you make the movie otherwise they barely showed us a car building montage like I was like get to the montage I want to see what's going to happen oh no instead we're going to watch Christian Bale and his wife driving around in the car having an argument about this that and the other oh sorry that's one of the worst scenes in the movies <laughs> by the way um, so in that pivotal that's a pivotal moment where we're at the stage of the screenplay where Christian Bale is playing the reluctant hero and Matt Damon is trying to convince him that he needs to come on board with this Ford thing. Which didn't make any sense It doesn't anyway. make a he's lick broke. of sense. Because he's like, he's sitting in a diner with Matt Damon telling him, they're going to take control of that thing and it's never going to happen and it's impossible. I'm out. And he walks away and you're like, whoa, what's Matt Damon going to be able to do to convince him? He's so like sticking to his guns. What? A, but it's like, no, two scenes ago, you were having a discussion with your wife about your nest egg's gone. You were flat broke. And you're about you're, to lose your home. You're about to lose your home. And you're like, no, I will not take two hundred pounds, two hundred dollars a day out of principle because it's a giant company with a load of money. I'm like, what are you talking yeah, about? Like he's man? a mechanic. Go like, make your all car companies are huge and make loads of money. Like, there's, you know what I mean? There's no like, what's he on about? Like, <laughs> it just didn't. It, it didn't ring true. It didn't make sense. But they should and have it, built up. They should have built him up more as somebody who like kind of has. If if he did have it, a fundamental. Um, fundamental disdain for big business, right? Like, what is he like a socialist? Like, does he not like capitalism? Like, why He's is he so a, angry at Ford? It, it didn't make any yeah. sense. And then, the, what, what's worse is that then the script takes another pivot, where there's a scene with him and his wife in a car, and she's like, "Where did you go last night?" And he's like, nothing, I didn't do anything. And she's like, I saw you with Carol Shelby. You were testing a car, weren't you? And then she starts <laughs> racing insanely dangerously and overtaking cars. And she's like, yeah, you like a bit of speed, don't you? Maybe I like speed too. Why don't you admit it? And we're like, and she's you like, have a child. You're like, what are you both doing? Parents? You're going to orphan your child in a minute. Just so you can prove that your husband, like, what, lied? And also, why did he lie? Yeah, none because, of it made any sense. Because he was, apparently is told her he was done with racing and is going to set apart his, her, put apart his dreams, put aside his dreams so that they can earn money and that. And then she kind of says, in that moment, she's like, but you love racing. Uh, and then suddenly he's hiding the fact that he actually does want to do racing. And then he's going to get paid $200 a day, which we gather is shitloads. To be honest, and that's then, shitloads of money. If he's and then he's like, seven, I didn't want to tell you. And then she's like, oh, wait, you're getting a load of money. Yeah, you should do that. But and we're I was talking like, about oh, the 60s, right? He's earning, he appeared to work seven days a week, right? So he's earning $500 a day. He's getting like over 10 grand a month. Like, that's absolutely huge money. 
What yeah, the and he's he like, complaining about? No, I'm not going to take it because it's Henry Ford. And, 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 like, and then she's like, no, you should take it. And he's like, oh, yeah, I should. And I'm like, movie, you just spent half an hour <laughs> getting to the point that we knew you were going to get to yeah. with a load of contrived character I, beats see, that I didn't wondered work. if You know what often happens with real movies is there's like things that really happen. So this, the filmmaker's trying to get them in. And I wonder if that happened in a lot of this stuff because it made no sense from like a film point of view. Maybe it did happen. Maybe it's an anecdote that's been told about the wife and they decided to film it but it just didn't work and maybe maybe there's maybe there's a real legitimate reason he wouldn't do it that the screenplay the screenwriters kind know about and we're trying to communicate but we I didn't get any of because that and you, it didn't make sense it, it wouldn't if they didn't want like if he was to be the reluctant hero don't first put him like uh, like rock bottom sorry I'm just so tired I'm speaking very inarticulately don't give him rock bottom where he's flat broke and has no job and then offer him a job at loads of money that's not a reduction to yeah, hero. Exactly. That's just like it's that's just life. an idiot. That's yeah. just like you being an idiot. Like if Dave lost understand. his job and then got offered a job for loads of money to do his dream job and was railing about not doing it, I'd be like, sorry, but, but like, also, I'll meet you at the divorce. But board. also the reason if it had been like he all okay. And again, they are uh, constrained by what actually happened, and I don't know what actually happened in reality. But like if he I if I were just it. writing this screenplay from the off, I'd be like well, actually, there's got to be a legitimate reason why he, his wife doesn't want him to go back to race. Like, he almost died. Or it's like Matt da- uh, Carol Shelby, and if he, if he goes near a race car again, his heart will explode. And I'm like, this, listen, what's the reason? You just said you weren't going to do it anymore because you're broke. I'm like, anyway, let's not get hung up on this. Yeah, but we are, anyway, this is our problem. We're really totally frustrated me. And the other thing that really frustrated me was the end of this movie when... Uh, the sort of the the, the ultimate sort of uh, payoff for Ken Miles's character is that he's on the a few minutes. It's so hot. It's so hot. Yeah, it, he's on the he's on the Le Mans. He's won it. Um, he's like like laps ahead of everybody else, but he's so far ahead that our antagonist comes up with a great idea. But I believe that's true, though. That must oh, have happened. It, it surely did happen because there must be a photo of the three cars going across the the finish line at the same time. Which was a great ad for. Uh, I was like, that's a good marketing plan. It's a great marketing plan that he came up with on the spot. Um, but obviously, it means that Ken Miles has to slow down, and they're taking away his like crazy record, which I did feel bad for him about. No, I enjoyed but, that because I thought, well, look, you've won anyway. It makes, and then it turns out he hadn't. But it kind of made no difference to him, and they are paying the bills, like. But then in all right in that mo- so in that moment we get the moment where the the sort of big moment the turning point for him and his character is he's won the thing and he's he looks in the rearview mirror there's no cars behind him and he has and he kind of thinks he makes the decision I'm going to wait I'm going to tow the company line I'm going to do this thing I'm going to be and a Ford man big, so so and then he gets screwed again so I'm like what's the movie trying to say the movie the whole movie is celebrating the little guy and sort of the indomitable human spirit and passion and creativity that cannot be constrained by um, by committee and you can't you've got to allow like free spirits to roam free and don't don't like work under this like committee system and then what the ultimate thing is like no he also learns needs to learn teamwork and to work within that system and I guess he learns sort of a, a middle ground but then he gets screwed anyway so I'm like I don't understand what you're saying movie and the other thing that frustrated me was I think the was, movie was made from his... a point of view of, of somebody who's a big fan of his and who feels like it was an injustice what was done to him yeah. and out like it is an injustice like the, now what annoyed me is that basically the reason he didn't win is because some one of the guys who he finished with 
started earlier than him. But the, Christian they, Bale has been posited as an absolute expert on this race. He should have known that because that guy started X amount behind him that he needed to finish X amount ahead te- of him. Yeah, but they, they pitch it as like he was screwed on a technicality deliberately by Josh Lucas. Yeah, but he should have known. Like He should have been like, oh, like I know they all three wanted to cross the line together, but like he could have been 20 metres ahead for the photo op. The, the other thing that bothered me is that the wife is watching it on TV and she watches him fall back and go in the fee formation and the son goes, what's he doing? He's slowing down. And then she looks and squints and nods her head and says, boy. Good for you, Ken. Oh, I think good for you, Ken. Good for you, Ken. <laughs> like, wait, what? What? What are you talking uh, well, about? Well, she surely guessed... just throwing away his dreams for, for the corporate machine. It's like, well, she's guessed what? That he's like... But he's already fulfilled... Swallowed his pride. It's like, what? Was that even a thing you wanted him to do? You're in love with him. He's fine. Why Why are you celebrating a, a complete adjustment of his character for no reason? Yeah, but it was like, kind of... Like, it, I like... I actually like the idea of them all finishing together. I like the idea of Team Spirit. And he had already beaten the record. Like, he kept beating his own record around the track so like he was grand like and I really so I I liked the ending it and was I liked contrived and then and but then it's the, not con- the, the, and, but then they I did this other really tag on thing oh fine yeah yeah no I'm sure that really happened but I'm sure they've like dialed up the internal conflict of him whether he was going to oh, do I'm it oh I'm sure Josh Lucas doesn't um, exist I'd be surprised if that guy I'd say Ford exists. were just like yeah. you need to all finish together and he just did it and lost on the technicality I'd, I'd, I'd be amazed if there's like detailed accounts of the, the, the VP of Ford being an absolute dick yeah but um, the other thing that bothered me was like um, Matt Damon you get this little sort of epilogue with Matt Damon visiting the house and and he plays it well like he's it's a very Such emotional a scene he's a great actor but he shows up he shows up to give the son and wife the wrench which was which Christian Bale had flung at him in the first scene of this movie where they meet each other he flung it, the wrench at him in which a moment again of is like, like outrageous behavior. anger exactly and then we're supposed again we're supposed to be rooting for this guy <laughs> oh what an awesome guy he's fucking throwing a violently throwing a metal thing at the at the man who's offering him a job um, <laughs> and then Matt Damon picks up the wrench and says to his friend frame that and I'm like, what? Why? Why did you frame that? And that we keep cutting to the the wrench framed in his <laughs> office the whole time. But why? Why? Why did you do that? And then at the very end of this movie, he takes the wrench out of the frame, and then brings it to the to the sun. And then the sun looks at it, and Matt Damon says, "Do you know what this is?" And he says. I recognise that wrench. <laughs> you threw it at my dad many years ago. I'm like, you fuck off. You don't recognise that wrench. No, but the, to be fair, the son was like a massive swat on everything the dad did. Like, he was obsessed with his dad. Oh, I'd know that wrench anywhere. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I mean, um, sorry. But it, it wasn't... I don't know, it didn't really get me emotionally, like, at the end. No, obviously, I felt like... I, nothing obviously, got I think it's really sad that, like, he died and, like, that the son and the wife were there when it happened. But it, like, didn't make me cry or anything. And I was like, I don't know, it didn't... I no, think it's because like, I spent the whole movie being annoyed by him that, it, like, I don't know, I was just like... It was like reading about a death in the newspaper. Yeah, it was you like... Can't, a, you, can, you can say, you know, logically, that's, that's a tragedy, and it is a tragedy, and he died before his time and young and in front of his son and it's a horrific circumstances but no I didn't feel anything yeah, because I didn't the feel movie it. and that's why um, bi- that's like they- what biopics should do or whatever this you describe this movie a good movie about real people should bring them to life and connect you with them on an emotional level and I just keep coming back to that and I think the movie failed for me in that regard it connected me with Matt Damon though I was like I want to know more about Carol Shelby like annoyingly again when I was saying there wasn't enough exposition for me and I know I do get pedantic for detail it kind of appeared halfway through the so at the start of the movie Matt Damon's a race driver he finds out he's a heart problem then we learn he's a car salesman it's right? the Rocky Five scene so yeah if you get back in the ring you'll once die. more time you'll die but then it was like 
Okay, so he's a car salesman, now I bought that. But then, kind of halfway through or towards the end, is like, he owned an airport and had airplanes. And I no, he, like, owned, he owned the hangar in the airport. But, but again, like, for me, I need that kind of detail explained to me because suddenly I'm so confused as to why Matt Damon, like, seems to own an airport or whatever was happening. And, and yeah, I just got... It lost me a bit. So I just felt, like, a little bit more detail on the character before you just throw stuff like that in front of the screen. Um... But, like, my, my actual favourite bits, though, were all the race scenes. Like, that's when I was like, finally, it took the movie an hour and a half to get to the race scenes. Yeah. And I loved them. I really enjoyed watching them. Like, watching them drive through the rain in that, like, track was, like, really scary. And there's, like, cars crashing around them and stuff. So, yeah. And I loved, like, the bit at the end where they said, um, you know, they that car that they made won Le Mans, like, four times. And it still remains the only American-built car to win. So, yeah, that, that was it's an amazing story. Like, Yeah, there's, I mean, I think... It isn't. There's interesting stuff in this, and I think what you said earlier, I agree with that. Um, movies about real life situations do inform me. Like I feel, it, and I feel informed about what it was an interesting conflict between two big companies. And I think and in the fair play to involved. the um, fair play to the filmmaker and the scriptwriter, because honestly, to, to make us feel like Ford are an underdog is absolutely hilarious. Like they're so rich that yeah. at one point they try to buy out Ferrari and can't, and Ferrari just don't want to be bought by them. But like they have the money to do it. They but have the money to do anything they want to do. I so. think I would rather have that information and this story conveyed to me in a really in-depth feature article in like Variety or uh, the Atlantic or, or Verge or a documentary. Yeah. Because that's the, if, if you're going to do a... Um, a very long feature length film with an A-list cast you better goddamn make me care about those people yeah. um, and, ma- and, and it's really not bring like it Rocky, to life you know like obviously like Rocky's one of our favourite movies we talk about it all the time but um, like Rocky's a real underdog and he's amazing like this is like is not an under like they're not underdogs and, and therefore you've lost a bit of the hook of a good sport. you movie. argue that Ken Miles was a, the underdog in the system of but he's not Ford, an underdog he's like a guy who's has a successful career as a being a racer yeah, and a mechanic I know, I know. you're not an underdog in that situation like you've got a happy family you've got a home like you're not you're like you're not an underdog um, do you think we've talked about this enough I think we've talked it's absolutely <laughs> baking hot I can't hot. believe how long we talked about this I can't believe I'm wearing jeans in this heat this is almost as long as the movie oh, yeah <laughs> um, thank you everyone for listening thank you oh, for suggesting this sorry one Jay last Scott. thing you deserve massive credit uh, because at the beginning of this movie you said to me I swear um, Matt Damon has played somebody called Carol before. Yeah, because I was like, wait, Carol's uh, a woman's name. And I was, <laughs> I was like, I, I don't know, it doesn't, doesn't ring a bell. Then you absolutely nailed it out of the blue. About an hour later. 30 was... Rock, he was uh, Liz Lemon's love interest, Carol, the airline pilot um, so now in 30 Rock. So now twice, I've, twice Matt Damon, at least twice, has played a man called Carol. Fun fact for everyone. <laughs> and go. I've ne- honestly, highlight of my week, if not my month, remembering that fact. I was like, my brain works again! It's so much more satisfying to try and remember something rather than Googling. Oh, God, no. Don't Google it. Yeah. Um, the other one that was annoying me throughout was there was, like, at one point, uh, there was an Italian translator for Ferrari, a woman. I was like, what's she from? What's she from? And then I remembered she's from Grey's Anatomy. So not only did we mention Grey's Anatomy, at the top of this episode, we're mentioning it at the bottom of this episode. <laughs> Great. Tail end. <laughs> for anyone who cares, she's the Italian doctor. Book-ended Grey's Anatomy <laughs> references. All um, right, let's leave it there. And please send us more suggestions. Thank you, everyone who suggested this. We did really enjoy watching it. Um, and yeah, you know what? It's hard to do a cinema podcast when there ain't no cinema. So yeah, gl- really glad. We were actually, it's one of the movies we were going to go and catch in the cinema and ended up not. So it was an, it was an easy watch. Yeah. I know I really picked it apart, but I think it was, but, but that's what it looks great. It was, it was, yeah. Uh, that's what we're expected. not getting paid to do. Yeah. It's formulaic storytelling in a very 
pretty uh, bow ribbon package so I'm like yeah, fine. yeah. It, was, it was it was an easy watch um, I just wish my sister still lived in Le Mans now because I like actually think it'd be cool to go to the 24 it's a beautiful race. place to, to visit it is yeah we yeah. really like Le Mans alright um, thanks for listening everyone bye oh bye. and if you haven't already done so please head over to I know I always say this but um, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review we would appreciate it so much Um and it only takes you a minute and it means the world to us if you could do that and what were you going to say Dave? I was going to say you can uh, talk to us about this movie and disagree with us uh, <laughs> uh, at The Cinemile on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram okay, bye or email us thecinemile at gmail.com bye bye everyone ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. I'm Jesse Cruikshank, and I've always been told I have a face for podcasting. So I launched a podcast. It's called Phone a Friend because each week I'll break down the biggest stories in pop culture. But when I have questions, I get to phone a friend. I'll phone a royal watcher to find out why Prince Harry is acting like a real housewife. I'll phone a tween to please explain euphoria. And maybe I'll even phone a Backstreet Boy to find out if I still have a chance. I don't? Okay. New episodes drop every Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.